the iPad Mini 6, and MagSafe. This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is sponsored by Upstart, fair and fast personal loans. Go to upstart.com slash macvoices and find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. This is part two in a three-part conversation with the Mac Voices Live panel. This time, we were talking about some of the new Apple hardware that some of us received. And in this section, we wrap up our discussions of the iPhone and transition over to the iPad Mini 6. We also talk about MagSafe and why some of us do and don't use it and the benefits and drawbacks to it, and a whole lot more. Let's go right back and let the panel do the talking. Wow. Um, Kelly, for Nomad, Uh they have uh, uh, Mag... Oh, I think they're actually actually selling Moment product. Uh, Like they have the the cold shoe mount for MagSafe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, um, the moment mount for air tags. Yeah. And they make, uh, they make a case for Andrew, uh, which is just a leather skin that you stick on the back. (laughs) So it's not actually protectionary in any way, but it makes the back leather. But, but Andrew, it's even better because it's the skin of your enemies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. I'm getting one. (laughs) Okay. Let me tell you. Okay. This is a plug. They sent me one. I'm gonna um I'm, I'm gonna have a review of it. They sent me uh this is a an iPhone 12 case, 12 Pro case from Nomad. And this is what it looks like. I've been carrying it around in my pocket all summer. And like uh this is this is what the leather sort of turns into over time. It sort of ages and it kind of looks cool. And if you use the MagSafe occasionally, it'll leave a little mark there. They have like um images of it on their website like what it looks like after a while and uh this is the one uh, i called this one the uh apple executive because it looks like all the shoes they all wear because they've all got the leather and then the white sides so um uh i liked I, anyway it's it's a really nice case it's not super bulky it's uh it's more than protectionary enough it's super great the leather is really nice um so yeah uh i I give it an excellent review. The buttons are very easy to push. There's a nice cutout for the switch. Uh, and the, the buttons all line up exactly if you have a 12, and it's pretty great. So yeah, I when I've the, the philosophy I've started adapting is um I buy just one of the first inexpensive ones to come out and then sort of wait a few weeks, months, whatever, to let all the major manufacturers catch up and do whatever mm-hmm. enhancements they're going to do. Um, the fact that Moment has already done that, thank you, Jim. Um, you know that'll probably <laughs> be somewhere I go. But until then, um, I I have had good luck with just this. I, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. The Spigen S P I G E N cases. Um, that's what I have on this. Just you know, it's a simple case. It's a thin case. No real serious features, but it works just great yeah. and gives my phone a little bit of protection. I had it waiting for the phone to be delivered so that. When it came, it you know came right in. And the other thing that I do, and I, I know we've had some of the debate back and forth on this, is I also right away put on a glass screen protector, just mm-hmm. because. So you know that was my activity Friday afternoon. You know, yeah. screen protector slide into the new case, and now I can start playing with it and not not have to worry. The clear case on my work phone is a Spigen case, 
Spigen, Spigen. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, it's uh, they're less than twenty dollars, and this one is clear, and it's been on here for a year and a half, and uh, it's not turning yellow, and it doesn't do the weird bubbly thing on the back where it starts to get like weird spots where it sticks to your phone. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not doing that weird like maybe you're into the cool lava lamp thing of that, and if you are, then you know don't get this case. But if <laughs> if that's not your jam, uh, this one works really well. That's uh, I went and bought my that's my day to day uh, for my work phone because I got a red phone because it's really pretty and I wanted to show it off. And so a good clear case is, is how I like to do that because I don't want to mess it up. So there it is. Yeah. Kelly, that's, that's interesting you bring that up because this, this is obviously a solid black back. Um, mm -hmm. And I've, I, I, behind that is one of those thin little metal plates that you use for a magnetic mount for your car. Mm -hmm. Now it, it does right now preclude me from using MagSafe, but mm -hmm. you know, that's, I, I don't, I don't really care that much about showing off my camera, my phone, but I don't also want a big black um, metal hunk of metal seeing through a clear case. So that's why yeah. I, I always buy one of these. But there are MagSafe compatible mounts now. Not that I expect you want to swap out all of your car gear, but it might be an option. Then you don't have to have the plate since you do have the magnetic functionality built into your phone already. Yeah, I've thought about that. And the only downside to that is, and I think, again, I think we've covered this on a show, on a show or two, but I still have to plug something in to the, to the phone to get CarPlay because I don't have oh, right, wireless yeah. CarPlay. So, you know, well, that I, is that really bad, Chuck? Because if you want good audio, if you want the best audio, you don't want to go Bluetooth because you're going to compress all your audio. So you want the cable. Yeah. But I think Kelly's point is you could magnetically support your phone with MagSafe, whether right. or not you use it for charging, you wouldn't yeah. need the metal plate anymore. I just yes. meant you oh, could ditch oh, yeah. the plate. Yeah. 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 And I I um I have someone that's allegedly sending me some MagSafe car mounts to test out. So I'm looking Ooh. forward to doing exactly that. I look um, forward to your report. Yeah, I've count on it. Count on it. Um, or if you don't get a report, then it means I was not happy with them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, again, there's so many, so many options. And Jeff, you bring up a really interesting point. Yeah, you know, if if you have that concern over the audio, then you definitely are going to want to plug in. So it now becomes a matter of convenience for charging through MagSafe versus charging through the the cable. Mm -hmm. And MagSafe is not quite as efficient, I don't believe, as through the cable. No. It is not. So there you go. As a person who burns through battery because I play Pokemon Go in addition to being a power user and I like to carry a light phone, I never want to move away from a light. Well, I, I'm okay with USB-C, but I'm, I never want to rely only on Qi. It's a convenient thing and I have them around sometimes, but mm -hmm. I need a fast charge that creates a lot less heat than that, especially if I'm on a beta. Yeah, I spent most of the summer with mm -hmm. my phone wanting to be in like low power so it didn't shut down with heat. Hmm. Well, let's yeah. uh, hope Apple doesn't get too much courage next year. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> I, I need my battery oh, Jim, to charge rock. faster than that. And and with yeah, with less heat. Brittany just wants to flip it where beta season is the winter so that her phone can double as a hand warmer. Yeah. Well, I've also seen the point that if Apple did win, 
totally, you know, remove the wire and everybody charged magnetically, you know, that's enough people that, the you know, it would be a noticeable increase in electricity usage worldwide. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't think they can justify it from an environmental standpoint, but you... I mean, I'm looking at these cameras behind me that are phones that I've turned into cameras that they're just permanently plugged in and they're on a tripod and none of that works if they have to use wireless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I had my iPhone 12 pro, um, I almost exclusively used MagSafe with it and the battery health dropped a lot. Like for comparison, back when I had my iPhone 7 plus, you know, that was wire only. I had it for four years and it, by around, I don't know, year three or four, the health dropped down to around 88, 87%. My 12 Pro, almost always on MagSafe, dropped down to 88% in a year. Wow. That's yeah. interesting because because uh, my 12 Pro Max, which now is in the hands of my family member, uh, it it did drop down to eighty nine percent, and I would I would um, I had a uh, that, that iMac and the iMo oh jeez the the, the iHome uh, uh, little clock runner stand that was wireless recharging it every night. Oh yeah, so, and it went down to yeah, the battery was down eighty nine percent. So mm -hmm. um, I might might want to rethink uh, using that as a as a charging uh, mechanism. If that's the case, then if you would wonder why the, the battery time. would care where the electricity comes from. Yeah. It, it might be that that method is less efficient and causes more. Well, it's less efficient as far as not great. As far as transferring electricity from the wall to the phone, but yeah. you know, as far as the battery concerns, electrons are electrons. It doesn't. Why would it care no, where they came from? Heat matters. It could be the heat. That could be it. Yeah. 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 Mine is currently ninety-two percent. I just went and looked. Ninety-three. Yeah, so my 12 Pro Max was 89% when I when I sold it. So um I want to hey, I want to welcome Mike Schmitz. Um Mike got back from the soccer game and he's joining us. Mike, great to have you as always. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, you, you survived Max Talk too? I did. Yep. <laughs> we, had a, we had a great time. It was fun. We missed you. Next yeah, we, year. Yeah. Well, next year. Next year, all of us are gonna be in Woodstock, Illinois. That's, that's it. Can you Excellent. even imagine what Mac Voices Live is going to look like from Mac Talk? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's maybe we won't. That's something you'll take on. I, I yeah. think it'll end exactly the same as uh, as uh, Monty Python Holy Grail. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, with the smaller crew there, uh, I hung out with some people that I wouldn't always hang out with. Like I sat next to Guy Searle at dinner on yeah. what was that Saturday night, and he had tons and tons of amazing stories. Oh. <laughs> he, he he talked our he talked our ears off. There's no question about that. Yeah, he, he always has stories. I've sat next to Guy at dinner. I know exactly what that's like. <laughs> yeah. So Mike, we're uh, we're we're talking about our phones, whether we got them or not, or what we got and what accessories we're using. Did you get a new thirteen? I did not get a new phone. I got a new iPad Mini. I'm not sure if you talked about that already or not, but that's that's the transition point. Unless did we miss anybody on phones? Okay, no. So, I, and I was hoping you would get here, Mike, because I think you and I may be the only two that got a new Mini. Really? Mm-hmm. Did anybody else get one? 
I, I'm uh, planning on getting one. I just haven't yet. Okay. Mike, it, it's, let, it's on my to-do list. Mike, I'll let, <laughs> I'll let you I'll let you go tell Jeff why he should run right out and get it like put the mic down and go now. <laughs> sure. Well, I don't know. I, I think for the right person, the mini is just a absolutely no-brainer device, and I happen to be that person. I do think that it's not for everybody, but I do recall even when I wasn't sure I was going to get one, when I first saw them start talking about it in the event, I immediately thought that was the star of the show. The cameras are cool. Cinematic mode's fun, but that mini and that form factor is kind of a big deal. Uh, the specs on it, I found out about after the event, and it's kind of even better than I thought it was going to be. I thought I was basically getting like a small iPad Air, which when the Air came out, I almost got one anyways, just because I like the Touch ID better than the Face ID. I'm probably weird and in the minority with that, but I I just think it's it's easier for me the way that I use my iPad. I was using an 11-inch iPad Pro uh, 2018. <clears throat> and I think I vented on this show about how I had money set aside for the 2021 version and, uh, it just didn't really do it for me. Uh, and the, th as I thought through that whole process, I realized that the thing that was kind of holding it back for me was not the power of the hardware. So this iPad maybe is less powerful than my iPad Pro. I don't know. It doesn't really matter though, because the smaller size means that I use this way more than I was using my big iPad, mm -hmm. which it sounds kind of stupid to say that the 11 inch iPad Pro is too big. But the truth is when I was at home, which I'm at home most of the time, it's just too big for me to want to grab it and do something with it. Like one of the use cases I was thinking of with the mini and it, runs iPad OS. So it's perfect for this. You know, I can have split screen. I can have Safari on one side while I'm doing research. I can have drive open or whatever on the other side where I am putting together notes for a podcast, you know, doing research, putting together an outline. I was doing that sort of thing on my phone, flipping back and forth between the applications. And I realized like, this is stupid. This is so inefficient, but I just don't want to grab my 11 inch iPad, sit on the couch with it. It just feels, feels too big. This thing is is awesome. It's basically the size of the Apple Pencil. You can see it on the, the side there. And it's it's essentially the size of the A5 notebook that I also bring with me everywhere. So that's the dream. You know, grab the iPad, grab the <laughs> notebook, and go to the coffee shop for a couple of hours. <laughs> Upstart is bringing you today's edition of Mac Voices. Fair and fast personal loans. Go to upstart.com slash macvoices and find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments. What would you do if you didn't have high interest loans or credit card debt? With Upstart, you can pay off your existing debt quickly and easily and start living a better, less stressed life. How would one do that? I'm glad you asked. They would first visit upstart.com slash macvoices to get a look at what Upstart is all about. Then fill out a short application. And I mean short. Five minutes is all it takes. You can apply for a loan from $1,000 to $50,000, and if approved, you can get the funds in as little as one business day. What makes Upstart different is that they give you a smarter rate. They go beyond your credit score and look at your income, current employment, and credit history to get you that smarter rate. And checking with Upstart doesn't impact your credit score. 
so you have nothing to lose other than those high interest payments. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash macvoices. That's upstart, U-P-S-T-A-R-T dot com slash macvoices. And don't forget to use my URL so they know I sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash macvoices today. Thanks to Upstart for their support of Mac Voices. It's not mine, but Dave Hamilton also, um, he has like, I think a regular size iPad and he picked up an iPad mini and we talked about it on daily observations. And one of the things that he said was um, that for what he wants to do with it, which is primarily um, uh, like reading and, you know, a little bit of like, like some email triage or, you know, scroll through, uh, you know, Twitter or something like that um, for what he wanted it for, which was, you know, slightly more real estate than an iPhone. Like it's fantastic. And he really, really likes it. So uh, he, that was one thing that he said, like he'd only had it for the weekend, but he was very happy with it. And, uh, and it was the same reason as you like for the size of it. Uh, the, the portability makes it a very easy thing to sort of pick up and interact with. So, yeah, my, my 11 inch iPad pro had not the, the magic keyboard, but the keyboard folio and, mm-hmm. It's fine. I convinced myself that it was not cramped and I could totally write on it, which I can, but I just don't want to write on it. So (laughs) I've kind of given up on the iPad as a writing device, which has kind of increased the usage for me with the smaller mini form factor. I'm recognizing that it's really good for like the sitting on the couch, reading like you're talking about, Kelly, doing the podcast research. The other big thing I use my iPad for is sketch notes. And it's perfect for sketch notes. Now that GoodNotes has updated, uh, prior to it, the update that dropped yesterday, I think they didn't have the setting for the uh, the single finger panning, which kind of drove me nuts at at first. But we're all good now. And uh, I felt bad for a while, honestly, because I I take sketch notes multiple times per week. Like I have a valid reason for using the iPad, but that's basically the only time I was using my iPad. And I kind of felt like, well, I like using this device, so I'll keep it, but I don't really need an iPad. It doesn't really fit into my my workflow. And it was hard to justify, you know, 1300 bucks for an iPad plus another couple hundred bucks for an Apple Pencil plus another couple hundred bucks for a, a keyboard that mm-hmm. I'm not going to use. You know, looking at $2,000 for a little portable computer that I was only using for sketch notes. But for 500 bucks for the iPad mini, I feel like this is the most bang for your buck that you can get with an Apple product. So I, I, Mike, I, that's, it's really interesting to hear you say that because I have an iPad Pro. I mean, I, I've and I wanted the iPad Pro, and I've I've been using the iPad Pro, but I've also been sort of limping along on a on a mini that was two generations back, and it still is is like, I'm not sure it's my favorite uh, iPad, but it it definitely is in there pitching because the the form factor is so good. And there are things that there are times you need the big screen real estate and all that, but there are other times you don't. And I find this one much so much easier to carry around. And now with, I mean, the the processor, this thing just is so crisp crisp compared to what I've had before. And the screen looks so good, and just everything about it. I really, really do love this device. Um, and I, not that the the pro will. Well, yeah, the pro is going to see less less work. It's still going to see plenty of work, but it's going to see a lot less because I think it will go places 
that I probably wouldn't have picked up. The mini will, will go places I would not have picked up the Pro to take it with me. Yep. Yep. My my 11-inch iPad Pro has already been given to my 13-year-old son <laughs> who is using it to edit podcasts. So that's cool. <laughs> that's sure. very cool. Sure. Yeah. So once again, it's it's like find the device that fits what you need and, and what you're going to do with it. And it's interesting here you say that, you know, that was too big for some things because I find the same thing that I would take it places and my pro. And it's like, okay, this is a little bit overkill. I, you know, I'm just slightly self-conscious opening it because it, it looks more like a laptop. You know, it, yeah, it, which it, sounds, sounds ridiculous, right? Like, oh, that 11-inch iPad Pro, aren't you fancy? That's too big for you. Goldilocks, this one's just right. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the proof for me was in the, the pudding. You know, I, I'm not reaching for it. Why am I not reaching for it? I got to be honest with myself because it's too big. <laughs> Now, I, I use a 12.9-inch iPad Pro with a folio keyboard. And I love it because it's not as big as my MacBook Pro. And uh, and and I'm Is that clearly, a 15-inch, Jeff? 15-inch Pro? 16-inch uh, Pro. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I'm not self-conscious about it. Now, if I go out with my 10 inch iPad pro, I am self-conscious because that's the one that uses Apple pencil one. And if I have to charge it and I have the pencil sticking off the side, I just don't use my Apple pencil anymore. Uh, but I love that I can have a 12.9 inch iPad and I have an iPad mini four and I, I can sit wherever I want and have a machine where where I'm writing because the keyboard's big enough and doing whatever I else I need and then have this mini with me that becomes the the research tool uh you know handles all the the little stuff that I just want to set aside um or that I don't want taking up space on on the big screen and uh, and I throw stuff back and forth as as I need and just love it so, so are you what? saying you use the, the big iPad and the mini at the same time as two sure. different screens? That sounds yeah. cool. Yeah. Ooh, maybe I can get a, an iPad mini. <laughs> I, I think you totally should. I mean, with, 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 so I use AirDrop and, and, um, um, oh, what's that app? The, the one that goes up in the menu bar uh, Luna display. Uh, do it. Display. Let me just look at my iPhone. Ta something. Tot. There we go. Oh, the notes app. Yeah. So between AirDrop and Tot. Hi, Icon Factory. Love that app. You know, I'm just throwing stuff back and forth. I clapped that shirt when you sat down, Mike. Um. Well, you know, Jeff, it's really interesting to hear you say that because um, I know this, forgive, forgive me doing the, the geeky Star Trek reference, but, you know, there have been a number of times on Next Generation when people have said, you know, why did why did they always have the pads scattered all over the place? You know, don't can't they just have one pad and, and access everything through there? No, sometimes it's nice to have separate devices. And I, I, mm -hmm. I agree. I agree with you. You know, it it's not. It's not have it's not like having different windows on the same screen open. In some ways it's better. In some ways it's not. 
But it's interesting to hear you talk about airdrop and tot as the way to almost make it a make it a virtual thing uh, of Windows on the same screen. Yeah, and and since it's not Windows on the same screen, even though I could simulate or, or essentially do the same thing on my Mac uh, with full screen mode, it's nice to have a device where, like when I'm doing research, that's it. That's all I'm doing on that device. And uh, and I can even uh, uh, like put it in do not disturb mode. So if someone's messaging me, I'm not even getting messages on the mini. It's just, I am focused on doing whatever the research is. And, uh, and then I can just send everything over to the iPad Pro. And sure, I'm not sitting at my desk with my giant keyboard and my giant screen, but I can have this really focused work environment where I, I can do like serious content creation. Yeah. Um, let me catch up with the chat room a little bit. Um, first of all, Brian uh, Brian F. and Rich F. were both at MacStock, um, and they said they had a great time. They, yep. you know, and they even have the T-shirt. Well, of course you have the T-shirt. You were there. Hey guys, it was yeah. good to meet you guys too. Yeah, it was definitely. I, it it makes me even sorrier that you know now I know that there were even more people that I know but haven't met yet. Um, but anyway, so you know, MacStock next year, be there. How many um, people were there, David? There was about, uh, I'd say, about uh, thirteen people, including uh, Mike, Guy, and I. Oh, uh, that so is it, small. Yep, which was fine. The venue was not really big, but it was like Mike said, how exactly how he wanted it, and uh, we were able to spread out, and uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was a great event. Craig says that he got a thirteen Pro last Friday. Good for you, Craig, and he's going to get a mini eventually. Um. And Rich said that he's very happy with an iPad 8 refurb and pencil. Hey, if it works for you, not a thing wrong with it. Yeah. Not a thing wrong with it. What's an iPad 8? Oh, that's that's the iPad. It's just an iPad, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, 8th gen. Yeah. The 8th gen, the the entry-level iPad. Right. Regular iPad. They they usually (laughs) just call it iPad, but that's the model number. Yeah. Now the new one's 9. Right. I'm not used to hearing people put the number on it. (laughs) Jeff, you just put something in the chat room and I'll let you expound on that a little bit. Well, we were talking about wireless charging and and whether or not that has a negative impact on uh, battery life. So I thought, I don't know, really, I need to find out. So uh, I took advantage of the infinite uh, pool of knowledge that we have on the internet. And, uh, and discovered that, in fact, no, it does not have a negative impact on your uh, battery life. And, uh, well, unless you're using a, like a, a low-quality, really crappy charger, then just like if you're using a bad charger block, that can be a problem. Um, but because you have a tendency to just put the, the, uh, the phone on a G charger throughout the day, so you're continually topping off the battery. If you're not letting your battery get below 50% throughout the day and you're just continually topping it off, using a wireless charger can like that can actually increase your battery life. Oh. Trying to figure out the logic of that, Jeff. Why the the logic is you're you're not uh um overtaxing the battery. 
So, I mean, you could do the same thing by plugging in a, a charging cable, but the convenience of just setting down a phone and it's charging is something that people generally are more likely to do because they're not stopping to plug in a, a cable. So the fact that you're keeping the battery above 50% and, uh, and topping it off throughout the day, and you have a convenient way to do it without having to really think about plugging anything in can, uh, can give you better overall battery life. It's my understanding. And this information comes out. from I fix it. Do you, do you have, can you post the link? I, I always thought that topping off was bad for batteries. If they're static, they like to hang out. At least this is what I've heard between 60 and 70%. So topping off to a hundred might be, or leaving it in a long past a hundred theoretically could be, but that was my understanding. Yeah, but uh, we also have uh, smart charging built into our Apple devices True. So they're going to be draining back down a little bit when they need to. And uh, um, yeah, so there's that. All right. So the info that I found came from, oh, freaking Google. Shut up my URLs. Son of a, I'll have a good URL for you in a minute. Are, are you having a Google AMP issue? AMP, yeah. No, I'm he's having, having I, a Google aneurysm. No, yeah. I'm just having a straight up Google issue because this one wasn't AMP. Um, you, you know, when you uh, just grab a, uh, a URL from a Google search. Oh, yeah. 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 So here hey. we go. Now you have a New York Times Wirecutter article uh, where they quote, I fix it, talking about how uh, G charging is not bad for your battery. Hmm. Hey, we, we just heard from Jay Miller. He came, he, he woke up. I, I've been here the whole time. Well, oh, and you smiling. Know, I know why we haven't heard from Jay. It's because he's been so busy downloading and playing with, with the keynote update. Probably. Maybe. So. Probably not, but <laughs> maybe. <laughs> One can only hope. One can only hope. Uh, um. Jim, I'm I'm kind of intrigued by what you said. That you said, oh, maybe I can get an iPad Mini. So, what what appealed in Jeff's use case? What what appealed to you about that? Well, you know, I've got a 10 inch iPad Pro from 2018, which I love, and I use it a lot. And I don't really feel like it's too big. Um, one thing I don't go anywhere much, but even when I do, you know, I've got a little over the shoulder bag which, you know, I can actually carry a MacBook Air in it. Um, and it, when I put the iPad in it, like, I'll be out and I'll be like, oh, shit, what do I do with my MacBook Air? I mean, my, my iPad. Because it's, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, it's there, but it's just so small and light, I don't even notice it. So um, I think the Mini is, you know, you know, the the 10-inch the is small enough. But I, but I, but, you know, like Mike, when you know, I saw the presentation last week. I was like, "Oh, that looks really neat." Um, so, you know, the idea of maybe using two screens at once might, you know, that I don't really need just the, uh, you know, uh, the mini. I, you know, I don't think there's too many cases where I would say, "Oh, yeah, I'd rather have a smaller iPad." Um, you might be surprised. Jim, uh, the routine, 
or the workflow that I have where I use the mini along with the iPad pro, uh, I'll, I'll mix it up every now and then, depending on what I'm doing. And it'll be the mini with my MacBook pro. I, you know, I use, I can go I hands use off the, my uh, keyboard and just, I use the iPad and, and the, and the MacBook quite a bit together. Um, so yeah, I'm already doing a version of that. Um, you know, one thing I wonder, and you know, I'd have to like get my hands on one and, you know, go to the store or something, or just look really carefully at dimensions. When I do go out, I almost wear, always wear this like a uh, vest. That's, it's like a, um, um, it's not, it's, it's like a photographer's vest and I just have everything in it. Like, you know, my wallet's already in it. My keys are in it. So I just tuck my, my phone in and I'm, I'm ready to go. So I, I always wear it when I leave the house. And I used to at one point carry a Kindle in that. And I wonder if the mini is small enough that, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't even need a bag. Could just tuck it in a pocket and that would be pretty cool. I would think yes. Because I have a Scotty vest jacket here in Wisconsin. It's winter, like eight months out of the year. So I used to try to put that 11 inch iPad Pro in the Scotty vest because there is a pocket for that. Yeah. But it just felt yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. The vest I have is kind of like, a, I do have a Scotty vest, although usually it's not Wisconsin here. So I, I, I wear a lighter one. But, it, you know, so that, that would be something where, like, before the last 20 months, then I would definitely be like, oh yeah, that'd be cool to have an iPad I could stick into the, into the pocket. But I, I as it is, I, you know, I, I find it's like, oh, no big deal to just, you know, but pop the iPad 10 inch in my bag and off I go. And, you know, even for fairly, um, you know, quick things, I'm like, I'll just, I'll just take it. So, um, but I probably would be more likely, to, even more likely to do that if, if I, you know, I'm really glad they, they did it. You know, I mean, it seemed like the mini was in danger of being discontinued. And, you know, once again, they've pulled from the brink like they did with the Mac mini. So I think it's really great it exists. And I've never had one, but I've always thought, yeah, that could be, you know, it looks neat. I'm, it's, I'm drawn to it. <laughs> Our Mac Voices discussion of new Apple hardware wraps up in the next edition of Mac Voices, where we finish up with the iPad Mini 6. We get into the current state of shortcuts, whether they're broken or not, and when they might be fully operational on both iOS and macOS, and more. I hope you'll join us. Until then, and as always, this is Mac Voices. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode you will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.